Hi, my name's Jeff Langston. Welcome to our Releasing Potential podcast. And today I'm delighted to welcome Yassin El Russia. <laughs> <laughs> close enough Jeff, close enough sorry about that i only know you as yasin through all the events that we've been together on the on over many years but this is the first time we've actually met so uh welcome yasin and uh, tell us a little bit about your uh your background in music okay so uh, yeah i'm i'm yasin el ashrafa thank you and <laughs> um, so i've been i've been involved in the music scene for about the last 11 years and it started off um, well, really, it goes all the way back to when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, I was about 14 and I, I did a music project and we, we did DJ workshops and MC workshops and we'd put our own little events on called Sinistech. I was DJ freak back then. <laughs> and I, it always stuck with me, but I, ne I never followed it up. I kind of went down a different route. Um, and then but when I was, I decided at one point I wanted to start a business. Like my son had been born and he had cerebral palsy and I lost my job looking after him, basically. So I decided I needed to create my own business. And I was like, well, what do I want to do? I don't know. You know, and I, I know I love music. I love people. And um, I'm quite good at like connecting the dots and stuff. So I basically created a, a music program for adults, which was based on the program I did as a kid, because I realized there was not much there's not much out there for adults who maybe want to have a go at, you know, expressing themselves or seeing if they've got a talent or, 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 you know, anything around that really. So I started a company called Leicester Community Music Project and mm -hmm. we started off going into community centres and libraries and stuff with, with like software and microphones and we'd do a seven week course um, teaching music skills and then we'd be like, okay, so now you've learned some skills, you've made some tracks. Like, do you want to showcase them to your friends and family? So it was like, yeah. So we started doing showcase events. Right. And I was like, right, I don't just want them to be, I want them to be as good as they can be. So like, is there any local headliners that you'd like to support? And luckily, it's like, I, I kind of, the people that they were saying, I generally had connections to them. So I'd be able to get the get the acts that they wanted to support. So I started doing the showcase events. events and they were, they were were they were great. And I think at that time, there wasn't, much of an outlet in Leicester for especially urban music, um, hip hop especially. So we was doing hip hop and grime and uh, R&B and anything really, but it was mainly urban and there was nothing there for them. So I ended up taking over a nightclub, um, firstly, so I could do my showcase events, but also so that I could just help the underground scene as a whole. So uh, I think that was 2011. So I had the music cafe for four years, four and a half years. And we did all types of events there from Motown and Scar to open mics and drum and bass and dubstep, a bit of everything. <laughs> all the underserviced communities though, and we'd give mm. anyone who was a new promoter, would give them free hire. You know, like we use it as a, it was a, it was a great springboard for a lot of artists who had never performed before to come and perform on a big stage, you know, and with lighting and a proper sound engineer, mm. you know, That's so it was, yeah, it was great. But I'd also realized that, driving around with like decks and microphones to community centers weren't really what I wanted to do. So yeah. we got the chance in 2011 to take over, which used to be called 5HQ back in the day, which was like a, a where everyone used to go to buy the rave tickets and it was a record shop and it was a real music mecca in Leicester. And I loved it. I used to work for them as a kid, giving out <laughs> uh, flyers for in return for tickets to, to raves like over 14s raves and stuff 
but I never got to go upstairs. And then when I was 30, I was looking for, I was looking for somewhere to, as a base for, for this community project. And mm. we said, like, where would we have in a dream world? We'd have five HQ. And then by a stroke of magic, it just fell into my lap. So someone was, oh, I'm going to take that over. Do you want the upstairs? It's studios. So I was like, this is amazing. We've got music studios. But then he dropped out of the deal and we took over the whole premises. So that was, yeah, like 2011 as well. So then we started, we took the, mu the music project to the studio, but we also opened it up as a business. So everything we sell, so we sell production lessons, uh, recording time, mixing, mastering, uh, whatever anybody needs, basically. And for the, the music projects, I would get funding from the lottery and places like that to give people unemployed adults or ex-offenders, people struggling with mental health problems. We'll provide them like one-to-one -one music sessions, mentoring, mm. and try and help them get as far as they can, basically. And about 2017, I kind of, once I really started focusing a lot more, once I'd I'd moved on from the nightclub now because I was trying to do too much stuff. So I moved the nightclub over to someone else who really wanted to be a nightclub owner. And I just started focusing on the studio and I noticed how good some of these artists were. And I was like, some of, it's just too good to just keep slapping your music on SoundCloud or just sitting on hard drives. So then I started, I decided I, I wanted to learn a bit about the music business. You know, like, how do you release music? How do you earn money from music? Like, how do you make it into a career? So basically, I started trying to learn all these things and uh, then I, I started just implementing it. So there's not really much infrastructure in Leicester. Mm -hmm. So I decided to build it. So I, had, I started a record label to help release the music. I started uh, booking gigs and stuff for them. I started um, managing some of the artists as well. And yeah, so that was like 2017. And then just kind of gone from strength to strength really and now we're kind of we've got i manage eight artists so five artists and three producers i do open mic nights um i've got a little festival we started last year that's uh, called Brewbeat in leicester which is great so it's like three-day festival multi-genre um of established and emerging artists so it's it's yeah, it's been it's been a long and interesting road, but it's 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 great. It's no, no two days are ever the same, and it's never boring. And I get to work with loads of amazing, talented people. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a fantastic story. I seen really is, and uh, the the more I see and read about you, you're you're always doing something different. So uh, I've noticed over recent times, you you're now a DJ. Uh, you've done a bit of boxing as well as mentoring and uh, and got a whole load of awards for uh, for what you're doing but it all seems to be around supporting either emerging artists or, or young people where, where does that drive come from and give us some examples of what young people have benefited from by working with you okay so i, th I think it to be honest it stems from that my own childhood was was pretty ropey you know like I'd, I'd never met my dad you know it was like I've got my mum was like a single parent of six you know we grew up on council estates and I think there was nothing really expected of me you know and I was a little bit naughty at school and I was kind of written off you know I was told things like you're going to end up dead or in jail or you know like you ain't going to make nothing of yourself and mm. it was really weird because I think I always had something in me where I felt like I was destined for greatness or for something big 
And I kind of, I, I used to say it as a kid and then I felt like people stamped it out of me, you know, and I, and I, and I stopped believing it. And then I think for me, I feel like there's so many people in similar positions, especially from deprived communities, you know, I kind of, once I realised that, that that's all crap, you know, like, and <laughs> at the end of the day, anybody, we've all got potential, you know, and anybody can be successful. It might take us, it might take me a bit longer if I've not got financial backing or I don't, I've not got, I don't know people with clout or whatever, but I kind of just got to a point in my life and I was like, I don't care what anybody says. I'm, I'm going to, I've got my vision now and I'm going to, I'm going to get to where I want to go, no matter what. And then I thought, well, really, like if I had somebody who could inspire me to have done that when I was younger, maybe I would have got there a lot faster. Mm. And I, again, there's so much untapped talent. There's so much talent in Leicester, but we're not really known for it, you know, and it's like, it don't really go anywhere. So I was like, well, no one's doing, it's kind of, again, I suppose it's out of necessity. Like no one's really taking these people to the next level. There's, there's like taster sessions. There's, there's people who teach you how to do stuff, but no one really was, okay, how are we going to get you to that, you know what I mean? Get you to that yeah. where you really want to be, which is a performing musician and stuff. So, again, we're working with the young people. Like, I've had people come to me and they're so, they're so anxious or nervous that they can't even make eye contact. And then, you know, within a few months, I'll see them performing on a stage or they've got a music video or, you know, I've got young people that have come to me, again, kind of no self-belief, you know, and years later, they're, they're now earning their full-time wage in music. Uh, there are sound engineers, producers, the, you know, I've got artists that have got songs in Pepsi Max adverts and NBA games on Netflix TV shows and stuff. And it's like every success we get, I yeah. think, then inspires someone else. Like, well, if he can make it, maybe we can do it, you know? So, and I think for me, it's, it sounds a bit cheesy, but I say, like, when you, when you, when you earn money, it's a, it's a quick financial reward, it's a quick buzz. But, you know, like, I feel when you help somebody change their life or get onto mm -hmm. something that like literally can can change their whole path and they come to you and like wow you've saved my life or you know this is you know or even more when someone's parents comes to you and like you know what is a and you just you get to see that person go from so low lowest of the low to highest of the high it gives i call it soul, i call it soul food yeah. and i say that feeds my soul you know and the reward i get from that is so much more than anything i could get financially which is probably why i've stuck with what i do because i could have made a lot more money and i'll turn down jobs for a lot more money than what i've what i earned what i've been yeah. earning in music but on the flip side i have got the potential within what i do to one day become a millionaire or you know like it's, it's kind of a limitless journey but mm. I, I means yeah i have to be realistic and it might take me 10 10 to 20 years to get to that point but the rewards are so strong from helping people it's worth you know it's worth it taking that long you know man so it's... yeah 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 th thanks for sharing that and uh that's uh what you were talking about in terms of uh looking to the future and setting goals and and working towards something what would you say to people listening that are maybe starting out on their journey and they are feeling a bit anxious or not quite sure which direction to go in? What, what would you be saying to those uh, those people listening right now? So what I usually say, like when I, whenever, I, whenever I meet a new artist or like a new uh, project participant, I'd always sit down with them and say, like in an ideal world, like a dream come true scenario, mm. where would you want to be in, say, 10 years, five years and then 10 years? 
and that will vary from I just want to work in music to I want to be, you know, the next superstar or whatever it may be. And then I'll be like, so it's, and then I'll be like, okay, so what we'll do is work back from there, you know? So I think if you've got a goal, you know, that's your end goal yeah. and that's quite far away, then try and break it down into, you know, five, ten, I have a kind of a one year, five year, 10 year, 15 year, 20 year, but then break them down into small achievable chunks, like 90 days, 30 days, mm. you know, so that you're always working towards your goal. So you've got your vision, you know what you want to do, and then start looking at ways that are going to help you to get there. So whether that's making sure you join the right networks, you know, whether it's, um, you know, like, yeah, building up your network with the similar people who can help you get there, you know. So if you're a rapper, you need to find a producer in a studio, for instance, or, you know, you know, if you're a singer, you've got a great voice, but you can't write, you might want to team up with a songwriter or, you know, that kind of stuff. But I think it's, I tell people basically, if, if you're really passionate, you've got to be really patient and really determined and kind of don't get, don't let the disappointment stop you, you know, because I think a lot of, or, you know, like if your first song comes out and it don't do numbers, you know, then you go into a hole, you know, I kind of feel like have a big, big journey and just realize everything's just another thing on the way, you know, so don't mm. overthink it. Don't try and be too perfectionist, you know, like just get your music out there and let people hear it. And, and the more you do, the more, the more prolific you are, the more people will, will take you in, you know? So it's, I think a lot of people can stand in their own way by trying to wait for the timing to be perfect. Where I say like, well, you might never start if you wait till the time is right. Let's just get started, you know? And, no, and I also, a good piece of advice I always give to people is write some of it down, you know, like in your mind, it's just an idea, you know, let's get it out on paper, you know, put yourself in the middle and draw a bit of a mind map of, you know, like different skills you've got, things that you want to do, yeah. goals that you want to, you know, goals that you want to tick off. And then just, you can start, I suppose, making a little bit of a business plan out of that and, you know, like working towards it. But have, I think having short and long-term goals is a is a really good thing to do. That's great. Yeah, thanks for thanks very much for that. And writing it down is uh, is scientifically proven to help you move towards those goals. So that's that's a, that's a great piece of advice. Um, and in terms of finding these these people, you say build relationships with producers or other writers or other things. We're outside Leicester, so people in Leicester have got a great place to go to. Outside Leicester, what are some of your thoughts around how people build that network of relationships? I think, to be honest, obviously the internet's a great a great place. You know, like you could literally go and Google, I don't know, music production groups, or you know, you can go onto Facebook or whatever, and there'll be. If you're, if you're if you're kind of like find your tribe you know if you're into hip-hop if you type in uk hip-hop there'll be mm -hmm. things that will pop up you know and i think you can you can just use the internet to find things but and or, or just go to the the closest bigger city if there's nothing going on where you are you know there's mm -hmm. going to be something going on somewhere so i feel like open mic nights are, are really great places to meet other people mm -hmm. and I think if you're a performer, it's good to go to as many different open mic nights as you can anyway. And you'll always meet someone new. And if you do, if you do well, you might get offered a, a support slot or or another gig, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And then there's also, I think, it, again, it depends what you're chosen, um, what it is that you want to do, you know. But like with me, I want to be a manager. So I've gone and I've joined the Music Managers Forum. I've got a record label, so I'll join 
the Association of Independent Music, you know. So they're like networks that are already there that I'm kind of could just jump in and learn from people that have been there and done it. But I think with a bit of research, you know, like, and you've got the internet, everything's at your fingertips nowadays. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll put some links to the MMF and AIM in the, in the episode notes for people to to go to and check them out because they're both great organisations. Uh, you, you are amongst all these other things that you do. You're also a mentor, an award winning mentor. Uh, tell us a little bit about the benefits of mentoring and one that what that is. So mentoring for me is, again, it's something that I completely fell into that I didn't even realise was a thing, you know. So I started off doing these community projects and then, you know, like some of the young people, I realised that, you know, especially when it's one-to-one, people will, you know, the barriers fall away, people will be really honest and open. And I think a lot of people are kind of, they just need somebody who's who's either got a certain knowledge, you know, who's got a, got a certain skill set that's going to help them or has got a certain life experience that is going to help them. So I think, for me, I think with the mentoring is, I'm quite relatable to the young people because I've been through a lot of the stuff that they've been through, you know, or, you know, because I've had quite a hard life and I've kind of been there and done it, you know, it's, it's again, I, I put main, mainly I work, well, before it was mostly people from deprived communities, you know, so, you know, or ex-offenders or whatever, because I've been there and done it and I'm relatable and I can say, well, I've been rock bottom multiple times, you know, and now I'm in a position where I am my own studio, my artist manager, you know, for them, what I, where I am, even just the fact that I've got a car and I'm going, I can go on holiday, you know, it's something that's, it's supposed something to inspire them. Like I can do it. You can do it. And I think like, I didn't realize how important it was until I suppose I started getting the feedback. And uh, again, when I started winning awards and stuff for doing it, but it's like I've got now my own mentors because my my social side is is a lot stronger than my business side. Mm-hmm. So it's like I want to help everybody, and I, sometimes it's at my own expense, often at my own expense. <laughs> and I've had to get business mentors to try and help drill into me. Okay, you know, like it's great you want to help everybody, but you know you've still got to look at the numbers and you've got to feed your family, and you know, like you have to be able to draw down funding or investment to work with certain people or you have to charge for the service. So again, for me, that was somebody who could fill in the gaps in my knowledge. But for the people I mentor, it's like now I also mentor a lot of uh, graduates and people that have got skills in music, but they come out with degrees and they don't know what to do with them. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like same way, I'll then give them, I suppose, more, I suppose it's, the mentor is kind of split into two, I suppose. Some is like literally somebody just to talk to and, you know, like where you can say what you want, get some, you know, confidential, you know, it's, it's advice that can ask me anything and I can give them a bit of advice so I can put them in the right direction. Or sometimes it's very focused on a specific goal. So I want to be in the music industry. How can I do that? So I'll mentor them and I might teach them about how to become self-employed, make invoices, you know, how to register the works properly, you know, and more a business side of it. But I think mentoring is really important. And I think it's something that's often overlooked because a lot of it's done voluntarily. But mm-hmm. most people that, that have got somewhere are quite happy usually to give give a bit back and share that knowledge. Because I'll give one example. Like my first business, Community Interest Company, it took me a year to get it started. And 
I could, I've helped other people set up community interest companies within three or four weeks, you know, so I've just saved them 11, I've just saved them 11 months of yeah. bouncing from pillar to post, you know, and it's just yeah. simplifying stuff and maybe breaking it down a little bit more into a language that is understandable to them, you know, because yeah. sometimes I think that's all it takes is just to, somebody to say it in a different way, you know, and I think because of where I've come from, I can, I'm in a position now where although I've come from kind of a street background and quite, I suppose, common, quite common, you know, estate kid and stuff, I've also now got friends who are CEOs and, you know, who are rich and, you know, people who were before, I might have been, it would have been the enemy, you know. Like, <laughs> you realise, well, no, some of these people are great, but we've just uh, told the wrong stuff, you know, and yeah. it's kind of, yeah, just being able to get that and just break that down into a bit more, understandable language for the young people mm. I, i'm i'm guessing it also gives them confidence as well once they once they know and understand the information you're sharing you know you spoke right at the beginning about people being anxious and having no confidence uh, i'm guessing by talking giving them that opportunity it builds their confidence yeah definitely and i think you know if you can help build someone's confidence that's that's the first that's the first step because i i, I I honestly believe that self-belief is the most important thing, like self-belief, confidence, and like the power of language, you know? So I talk to a lot of people, to, to people about, you know, when they're saying, oh, well, I'm gonna wanna do this, I'm gonna try and do that, you know, kind of creating so much doubt, even just while they're speaking, mm. that people are not, maybe not gonna take them in. And I used to do it the same, and I used to have, I struggled a lot with imposter syndrome when I was starting out and I thought everybody was better connected, everybody was richer, everybody was older. You know, there was all these reasons why they were further ahead or why they were better, which in turn was putting things on me is why I weren't good enough, you know? And mm. it's kind of like the longer I've done it for, I've kind of realized, you no, know everybody's just winging it to an extent. <laughs> or even yeah. if they've learned it, it all changes, you know? And it started, you know what? All what really matters is having that real confidence and self-belief in yourself and just being relentless. And, you know, like if you keep pushing, you know, like eventually you're going to get somewhere because, you know, people can't stop that, you know? So it's like, now I'm like, I'm going to the top. This is how I'm going to do it. This is the plan. And it's like, everybody's like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll do it. And it's, it's, they believe it because I believe it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think me believing in them, they'll be like, well, yes, believes it, you know what I mean? And then they'll get that, you know, they'll start getting it from the producers and the sound engineers. And mm. you know, all of a sudden you can just see them getting a bit more confident day by day. And then the next thing, they're, you know, full of confidence and swagger and they're on a stage <laughs> and, you know, like, yeah, fantastic. Fan fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, everybody's winging it, I think is so true in the music industry. Uh, it's, it's so fast moving and evolves at such a pace that it's impossible to know everything. So, uh, that building relationships is, is so, so important. Uh, you, you've mentioned mental health a couple of times. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your thoughts about staying strong mentally in, in some of the challenging times that we're going through. So I think obviously it's, 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 it's more prevalent now than ever before. You know, obviously mental health is, is terrible in young people and there's the suicide levels are, are, are shocking and it's it's a really hard time but i kind of tell people there's a few things that you can do to to stay strong and i think it's different for different people but i think you know obviously there's the stuff that everybody thinks about you know like exercising and you know like maybe 
um, positive reinforcement, you know. So, but also kind of, I, I quite like to say, well, maybe switch the news off and don't listen to, mm-hmm. you know, don't take so much news in if if negative news is going to have an effect on you, you know. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I I'll watch as little as little news as possible, you know. And it's not that I don't want to know what's going on in the world. I just don't want to be barraged three, four, five times a day with stuff that I can't change. It's out of my control. So I kind of feel like it's about finding the small things that that can make you happy, you know, that focusing on the things that you're grateful for, you know, and nurturing the relationships with people that are around you, you know, and because it's so easy to get into a, into a, I suppose, into a bit of a hole and to get depressed. And depression can come on so fast. It can even be like, you, if you've got a job and you've got a routine, you might be doing all right and then you lose your job. It might take two weeks of being sat in at home and you start getting depressed. It might be four weeks and now you're getting anxious and you don't want to leave the house. You know, like a month later, you might be on antidepressants and stuff. So I think it's really important to, to have a routine. Right. So routine really helps. And I think other than that, you know, I feel like it's about, for me, it's about finding your passion and just keep working towards it. So I think if you're doing something you're passionate about and doing something, no matter how big or how small, you know, some days I might, I might be having a real bad day and I might achieve next to nothing, but I'll still send one or two emails or I'll do something on social media or I'll do something. And then other days, if I'm having a great day, I might, do loads of stuff but no matter what I know every day I'm going to do something you know that's going to help get me to where I want to be which is in a, in a happy place you know and mm-hmm. everybody's different but I'm quite big on like the law of attraction and stuff like mm-hmm. that you know so I have you know like mantras that, that I will say you know like yeah. to again just to talk to myself and I say things out loud you know like you know I've got you know you're going to smash it like life's good you're blessed you know and I'm grateful and Another thing I do, I suppose, because my son is disabled as well, you know, like I kind of feel like he can't, he's 16, near, he's nearly 16 and he can't walk and he can't talk and he's got severe cerebral palsy, but he's, he's happy and he's not, he's not moaning, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I can't moan. So I think sometimes even just maybe thinking about someone who's in, you know, no matter how bad your position is, there's probably yeah. somebody who would love to be in it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know, it's, obviously it's all relative and whatever problem you're going through, to you will be paramount, will be the biggest thing in the world. Mm. But I think it's sometimes you just got to realise that, you know, stuff happens and at the end of the day, there's always someone worse off and things can always get better, more to the point, you know, no matter how low we are, we can get better. So let's, let's not focus on this bad thing that's happening. Let's focus on the solutions rather than the problems, mm. you know. And Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting concept, looking at the solutions rather than the problems. So looking beyond the problems and seeing what's possible um is uh, is a great way of looking at it and gratitude you, you mentioned gratitude there looking for things that we're grateful for and all of us can find something that we're grateful for on a, a daily basis yeah i think there was a thing where someone said if you can think about something that's negative if you can think of three to five uh, things that you're grateful for then that will cancel out that negative thought you know so yeah. i think you know it's sometimes it's just about stopping something before it spirals you know so yeah. I used to use the analogy of sometimes I used to, I'd wake up in the morning, stub my toe, like, oh, knock over a drink. And, oh, no, today's going to be a terrible, you know, like, and you'll, you can carry that for your day and it will just snowball and get worse yeah. and worse. Where maybe if you stub your toe, you know, take a second, that's all right, my toe's not broke. You know, like, 
take a minute to compose yourself. And you know what? Today's going to be a great day anyway. You know, and it's kind of reframe that. Then, then your day will be better. You know, but again, it's you've you've got to you've got to be able to tell yourself. You know, and I suppose bring yourself into line because it's it's easy to it's easy to fall into bad habits. It's easy to you know I mean feel sorry for yourself or it's not fair or or can't we can't get no worse. You know, and those sort of things are, are really easy, especially if you're not in a privileged position or you know kind of like you're going through something bad that especially if you've not got control over it do you know what i mean but yeah like i say i've i've there's always i feel like there's always a way of overcoming it and i think like i say a bit of exercise you know looking after yourself having some mantras thinking about things you're grateful for mm. and, and like i say trying to have some some focus that you know is going to make you happy you know like whether it is it's not got to be about money it's not got to be about success it's got to be about something for yourself you know because i think we're all everyone can give great advice to other people but you know mm. kind of giving advice to yourself and then actually taking it yeah you know, so i said exercise i'm sitting there at the minute and i'm well overweight again because <laughs> i had my boxing match and then like, i was super fit for my boxing match and then i, I kind of didn't really do anything since or i think august i had covid and then like my my mental it's not it's not suffered badly but you know i'm not as strong as i was when i was super fit you know so mm. I know now that like, I've got to get back in the gym and I've got to get really healthy again because you now it's what they say, use it or lose it, you know, and it's like, I'm so sluggish now compared to this time last year. It's like, right, I know I've got to get on it. So there you go. You're committed to it now, Yasin. Committed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah th thanks. That's, that's really inspiring um, because things have been difficult in particular since, uh, since March 2020. Um, and so any any tips that, uh, that people can share with listeners is really, really useful. Um, you, you talked earlier about turning people's career uh, passion and aspirations into into a business, which which is sometimes quite difficult for people. They're, they're really good at maybe singing or songwriting or producing, but they don't know how to turn it into a business. What are a couple of things that you recommend that people do like now to make sure that they don't just give everything away? I think so for me, I think it's, it's again, it's, you could either find a mentor or somebody who knows about business, you know, if I think it's firstly, I would say, look out to your own networks as well, because you'd often overlook people that are around you, you know, like there's a good chance that you know someone who's already started their own business, you know, so that person will know about, you know accounts or self-employment you know but if not there's also for instance trust enterprise program i think okay. if, if you're on benefits there's a new enterprise program there's again there's so much information on the internet now and everything's getting a little bit a little bit simpler than it used to be mm. so i think again you can use google you know like how do i how do i set up a business or how do i how do i get a start a business plan or whatever but i think there's there's loads of information out there and generally there's always going to be someone you know who's been there and done it you know so it's and it's not again creatives especially they might not want to do the admin and learn the business side but on the flip side if you want to do what you love you might have to do a little bit of something that you might not you might not love you know or, but it's it's an essential for me i hate admin and i hate that kind of stuff but it's, it's also an essential part of the business you know so yeah. I can't just have all the rewards and not put in none of the, you know, so just dedicate maybe a few hours of your week to, mm -hmm. okay, this, this time is going to be for admin and for learning 
on how to turn my my passion into a business and a brand you know man mm. yeah that uh, that learning thing is something that comes up fairly frequently so really learning about the business and and you're right there are so many resources out there we'll put a link to the prince's trust uh, enterprise program in the in the episode notes so people can can have a look at that as well uh, we're sort of coming towards the end of our time together which has been fantastic thank you so much um a, a couple of final things uh first of all what would be your number one top tip for somebody looking to make a career in the music business so my number one top tip is believe in yourself like you've got to like really just believe it and it's part of the same thing but you know also just put you put your all into it you know like you know I know people like to have plan B's and plan C's, you know, but I kind of feel like just just go all in with your plan A and, yeah. you know, yeah, don't create that doubt. So, yeah, just believe in it. Thank you. And we, we talk quite a lot about mental health, but what's your personal number one top tip for staying physically and mentally strong? Um, I think it's to just to stay to stay active, you know, don't ever just stop and I think that's when things really get worse if you stop and you things get stagnant I think if you keep moving all the time and you're always moving towards your goal then you might have good days and bad days still I, I still have good days and bad days but generally you'll have more good days than bad days and you won't get you won't get stuck it's like quicksand <laughs> isn't it so yeah. just so just yeah just stay active and like try and find your passion and build a bit of a routine. So even if you've not got a job, book things out in your diary, times for exercise, times for creativity, times for to, for meeting people, you know, and and also talk, you know, don't be don't be scared to to talk to people, you know, like friends, family, strangers, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like people are willing to listen if you talk to them. So don't don't just internalize it all because just, a lot of the time things are not as bad as you think they are, you know, and it'll be, it, it'll pass. So yeah, that's a, a bit of a Thank long you. tip. That one, sorry. <laughs> Excellent, and and uh, the voice of experience there from what what you've been talking about uh, just just during this podcast. Um, so what have, what have you got coming up? I mean, I I know that you are practicing what you preach. You've always you're always on the move. You've got something new happening or things are evolving for you. What's coming up for you in the in the near future? So we've got loads going on. So um, we've got loads of releases, music videos, events. Uh, I started a festival called Brewbeat. That's going to be running for its second year this year. Um, so I'll be working towards that. Got a lot of stuff going on um, with AIM and the Music Managers Forum. And we're going to be doing a lot of networking this year, you know, getting now things have started opening up again. You know, I've got, I made a lot of connections over Zoom that I want to go and do them in real life, you know, so yeah. coming into all around the country, meeting people and networking and collaborating. So, yeah. And I'm also on the education side, I'm, I'm starting to now do more alternative education and providing more accredited courses and okay. so I'm trying to build just to keep building each side of the business really brilliant and if people want to connect with you or get involved in some of the things you're doing where, where do they go to so for my own self I'm Yasin underscore HQ familiar uh, for my businesses it's at HQ recording and that's across all socials and stuff on LinkedIn Facebook Twitter got websites as well i've got one for my commercial business which is hqrecording.co.uk yeah. and then i've got one for my community business which is hqcan.org um 
but yeah we're we, all about yeah we, we will put all that in uh in the links in the episode notes just to make it easy one, one click away so thank thanks for that it's been really inspiring yasin it's, it's been fascinating and uh although i knew quite a bit about you i know even more about you now so it's been amazing uh for everybody listening uh Remember to subscribe to our Releasing Potential podcast. We've got lots more great guests coming up in the future. But once again, thank you so much to Yasin for all those words of wisdom. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Thank you.